0: Welcome to the Lance Wallnow Show. Today's show is sponsored by Birch Gold. Visit LanceWallnow.com forward slash Birch. Wait until you hear what happened at our latest live event. Lance is bringing down the house. Let's jump in. But I I can't help prophetically wanting to tell you the future. Because I think uh, anyone in business is going to have to be thinking about that. How many of you are independent business owners, by the way? So... Somehow you're going to need to connect with me for the next season because the economists I'm working with foresee a global economic meltdown. But they don't necessarily see the United States going under because the dollar just might be stable in spite of the fact that they're doing everything they can to destroy it. Because everyone else is so much worse. So in a sense, God's... I regret that we don't have a a greater global worldview of the body of Christ. The average prophetic YouTube person or Elijah's stream prophet is talking almost obsessively about just tracking little things about Trump and, you know, anxiety about the evil thing in America that has to be exposed and taken down. That's pretty much, just gave you 90% of the prophecies you're ever going to hear. And they're really not prophecies. They're, sometimes they're prophets exhorting in a prophetic flow, so you think you're getting a prophecy, and sometimes they're exhorters trying to make a prophecy come out of it, but when you come out with it, there's nothing predicted, nothing specific, nothing measurable, and no call to action, so it really was an exhortation. Very little, and that's why, you know, when I got the word on Trump being president, or Trump being Cyrus, I came out with it. It was just me and Kat Kerr and um, Jeremiah Johnson, just three of us, and Kat Kerr was off because she said it would be Trump for two terms, and then Pence for two terms. So, whatever she saw wasn't accurate. Um, Jeremiah felt bad about getting involved with politics, so I, I, I kind of walked off the field on that. And I still hold it, I heard God write on Cyrus. I didn't have the same confidence during the 2020 election. And I didn't have the same confidence because the, the sense that I had was that the Lord kept taking me to the Apostle Paul's journey to Rome. And the Apostle Paul's journey to Rome, I believe, is instructive. It's three acts of a play that I believe is descriptive of what's coming in America. And I'm going to describe those three acts because as independent business owners, as Christians, and as spiritual leaders, it's comforting to know the future. The purpose of prophecy when it comes to events as America is about to enter is Jesus says, and when these things happen, see that you be not troubled. So you need to know enough accurately from accurate and reliable sources, so that you could say, "Well, the Lord told me it was happening." So then He kind of calms you down. It's kind of like if you have a, it's like um, if you have a birthing coach or uh, you know someone who's had babies, and they take that young woman, you know, and they're going to walk them through. their woman's freaking out or waters breaking or she's having contractions, oh, that's great, wonderful, okay. How many? How many? And they're and they're knowing what's happening actually grounds you so you don't have a panic attack because evidently this is normal. So uh, that's, that's why I want you to catch this so you don't get distracted. You'll, your brain will go back. Well, I do remember Lance saying that. I did not prophesy a whole lot, thus says the Lord, thus says the Lord. So I just couldn't do it. And I didn't do it because I didn't feel like, if I wasn't hearing God say something, I didn't want to say something. I, my batting average is good because I don't swing it. Everything comes over home plate. And uh, But then when I do say something, uh, it's, it's 80%. Uh, probably, verifiably, how did you know that? Well, I just knew it. And, and a lot of, it was weird is a lot of times when I miss it, I miss it because people I respect are telling me what they're hearing and I assume they're right. Only to find out I let somebody else's prophecy get into my spirit when it wasn't accurate. And the Lord said, why'd you do that? I said, well, they told they, I, I thought they knew more than me. If I didn't tell it to you, then don't think they know more than you do. Wait, let's confirm. So I'll tell you what I do know. What I gave you last night is very important, muy importante, because it tells you Israel is God's clock. And as you're looking at Israel, its return in 1947, its establishment as a nation in 1948, Donald Trump, Cyrus Trump. Do you know what happened? I don't want to get off and waste time saying stuff I've said in other places, but you got to hear it at least once. When I started coming out with the Cyrus word, it went out to... The, the Trump got elected by 170,000 votes in four swing states. This is why the left freaked out. They had no idea that he was going to be able to pull that off. Wisconsin, Michigan, uh, Pennsylvania, uh, and they, it was the, it was these states where suddenly, what? what the heck happened? They weren't prepared for it. It was only 170,000 votes in the swing states that gave him the electoral college. So here's the point. All of a sudden, everybody had a meltdown on the left. Why were evangelicals voting for him? Because they know we represent 30 million votes and we were 90% aligned behind him. And they said, catch that call. So, and they said, Christians, hypocrites that they are. Trump is such a bohemian heathen. He's such a garish, vulgar man. How could they have voted for him? So They started raging at the church. Even Obama was like, totally, how he got away with this is just the fact that media is controlled by the left. He actually insulted Hispanic pastors for supporting Trump. And he actually said it. So you're not not even being Christians supporting Trump. He just came right out and attacked them for supporting Trump, but they were freaking, the left was freaking out. Well, what happened was they started tracing it back to the Christians heard that Trump was like Cyrus and they could excuse him and give him a free pass for not being a born-again evangelical because of what they call vessel theology. Now, I'm reading the study because I was teaching this, and evidently it went to 3 million evangelicals who all voted for Trump, out of which 170,000 pushed him over the finish line. So I started getting attacked. They said, well, where did this come from, this vessel theology stuff about Osiris? Who is was Osiris anyway? Bill Maher on Politically Great. I remember him going, who the eff He's talking, he's on TV. Who's this guy? Everybody's talking about him. Well, our tribe won, and our tribe made history, and our praying people did, even if it was counterintuitive, like, I don't know why God would choose him, because he's an outsider. God deliberately chose Osiris, who is Persian, not Jewish. I'm just giving you the pattern. You can talk to God about why he did it, but I tell you, this is the pattern. So you start with an outsider like this. Anyway, so the Cyrus Trump comes along, and uh, then, then he goes, and in the 70-year anniversary, he moves the embassy to Jerusalem. I don't know if you know, realize this, it's on the 70th birthday, boom! Now here's what happens. I'm Jim Garlow, a friend of mine, says, you know, you really ought to get Google alerts, Lance. Every time the media talks about you, your photo will like buzz and you'll be able to look up what they're saying. I thought, well, I've been off the radar, but now I'm getting a lot of heat. New York Times, BuzzFeed, Rolling Stone, Daily Beast, they're all hammering on me. Christian Nationalists, Seven Mountain Dominionists. I didn't even know I was a Seven Mountain dominionist. All I teach is that there's seven spheres that in influence behavior, and if Christians don't go there, the devil will. Christian Nationalists, and, and I'm getting all these weird you know, apple, you know, uh, descriptors. And uh, the reason why is because they figured out I was the origin of the Cyrus prophecy, that Trump was a modern day Cyrus and it really happened on YouTube when the Access Hollywood video came out. I was in Jerusalem, and I just put my book out. And I had people coming up to me saying, it was called God's Chaos Candidate. It was during the Feast of Trumpets. I put the book out. I could have sold a million of those. It would have been bigger than the Harbinger. But I kept putting it off to like six weeks before the election. I think it was a self-sabotage mechanism because I thought, this is so controversial. What if he doesn't become president? And I'm saying he's God's chaos candidate. But God was telling me to do it. So I did it, let's just put it this way. If I had really been obedient, instead of selling 150,000 books, it would have been a million. Jim Baker was furious with me, because he said the calls he was getting on that book were twice what he was getting with The Harbinger, with Jonathan Cullen. He said, you've got, because everyone's anxious about what's gonna happen in America, and you've got the word. Well, I waited. A long time, so I put the book out, and it comes out of the Feast of Trumpets, and while I'm in Israel, of all places, during the Feast of Tabernacles, the Day of Atonement, this is when the Access Hollywood video comes out. If you remember what that was, this was the this was the kiss of death for Donald Trump because it's every total locker room crazy you know male thing he said, and his most heathen worst. Uh, Ten years earlier, not recent, but they got the transcript, and they and Broadway right the devil just like blasted it out. We're entering a period of time that has increased hostility against people of faith. It's a time when Christians are gonna be tested on a moral, physical, psychological, and even a financial basis. I'm here to remind you that God is the one who has blessed you thus far, and he will take care of you in the future. You have a divine responsibility, however, to see trouble and prepare yourself. For example, with record inflation eating away at the value of the US dollar, The savings in your retirement account is in danger of slipping away. I recommend diversifying your 401k or IRA out of paper assets and into physical gold. And the best way to do that is with a gold IRA from Birch Gold Group. And that includes no penalties, there's no taxes, when you transfer current retirement funds into Birch Gold. To see how it works, I want you to go to lancewalnutcom forward slash Birch and get your free info kit, and you'll be glad that you did. Now I'm in a meeting with uh, dignitaries at Mount Zion Hotel, United Nations people and stuff like that. And I got a knock on the door from uh, Tom Hess. Uh, is your, is, can you recall your book? What do you mean, can I recall the book? Well, it's like a product recall, like, you know, Toyota that's got to blow up. He goes, he goes. I know, uh, have you heard about the uh, Access Hollywood? I'm in here teaching. You invited me to a comment in Jerusalem. What's going on? He goes, oh my gosh, I, 10 minute break here. All of you dignitaries, go, we'll be back. I go, up, I go, what are you talking about? He goes, oh man, you gotta check it out. So I go to my room, I find out this Access Hollywood video comes out, and the, the manuscript comes out. I go, well, how bad can it be? And, I, and someone sends it to me, I go, hey, this is the worst thing. So, and evangelicals who are the worst when it comes to handling the, I mean, we, we become so, so, I, you know, I don't know what the word is, Victorian suddenly. It's like, oh, I can't believe you said those words. So it's like, oh, my tribe, my tribe. Will never. And I just put the book out. So I get up there. I go. Uh, I get on my knees. The Mount Zion Hotel. Hard floor too. It's, it's you know marble floor. And I'm on my knees. Oh God, my God. This is bad. <laughs> this is so bad. There's no way this guy can become president. Lord, why didn't you? Why did your servant not ask you? If this isn't you, please stop me. Didn't I say it? I had people warning me. Don't write the book. Don't do it. Oh, God, why did you let me write the book? I don't know if you've ever, when the heavens are brass, it's different than when you're not getting a witness on your prayers. Let me tell you for a Jew what it's like when God is irritated with your prayer. It's different than when you're having demonic resistance. See, when you have resistance, you're warring to get through. You don't feel the witness of God's hearing, and you. you feel the evil is around you, but you're pressing it. But when God's annoyed with your prayer, every word bounces back and hits you in the head. <laughs> oh, God, it's like racket. What? 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 I'm having a meltdown, and I feel like I'm getting rebuked. Then I said, oh, my God, this has happened as judgment. You're judging me for something. I destroyed my whole ministry, evidently, I've done something that really, if on, And you, if you don't think I'm scripture, I'm gonna tell you something. The Lord says, get on your feet. What are you doing? I said, I'm, I'm dealing with a crisis in prayer. Get on your feet. Joshua, remember what Joshua did after they lost their first big battle? They cross over, they go to Ai, and they get defeated because of the sin of Achan. And Joshua's on his face. God, why did you tell us to depart from you? It would've been better for me. did exactly what I did. Would've been better for me if I never wrote the book, Joshua. It would've been better for us if we stayed in Egypt. God says, what are you doing? Stop praying. There's a verse for stop praying. Get on your feet. Stand up. I didn't do this. You did it. What was the first lesson? Not everything that's going bad in your life is going to be solved by prayer. Sometimes you are got to solve it by finding out what happened. Then you can pray accurately. So I said, well, Lord, I don't know. The Lord said, you better say something. I go, say what? Open your mouth and I will fill it. Oh my God. I'm looking at my clock. I got these dignitaries waiting for the UN group down there at the Mount Zion Hotel. I'm leading the group. I'm standing there go, oh my God, this is bad. This is bad. I, 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 the Lord says, open your mouth and I'll fill it. Stop praying that way. You're praying weird. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, I get out on the balcony of the Mount Zion Hotel. Hello, everybody, this is Lance Well. I happen to be on location in Jerusalem, all places, and here's the Mount Zion, look at the Valley of Hinnom. This is the place where Jesus crossed over and when he went to Jerusalem, and uh, while I'm here, I'm, you might have heard about this Access Hollywood video that came out, and of course, this has me. and I'm thinking, I'm going to do damage control on the 2,000 books I wrote. I'm thinking, maybe I can kind of say something to just try to tap down the brakes on this and maybe I'll, I won't put the book out any further and we'll just try to do damage control with the 2,000. Thank God I only put the book out two weeks ago. So you've probably heard about that extra solidarity. And then, open your mouth wide and I'll fill it. I start saying stuff I can't believe is coming out of my mouth. And I go, many of you probably are wondering, as I am, why would the Lord allow this to happen right now when we know that... From our perspective, Hillary Clinton, the Obama Soros machine, is absolutely destructive to the purpose of America. Why would God allow this to happen? That's a good question, and I'm thinking out loud. And I said, let's start with the fact that you remember when Donald Trump was being interviewed by all those evangelicals? And they asked him, "Uh, have you ever sinned? And he doesn't know how to lie properly. He's not a politician. If he's negotiating, he knows how to lie. But when it comes to just being Donald Trump, he tells you what he's thinking. This is what endears us, and this is what is dangerous. And he says, have I ever sinned? nothing I could think of? (laughs) You don't tell evangelicals that. Everyone wants to run. Democrat or Republican has to say, of course. And, you know, we we, we see through a glass day. Clinton learned how to memorize certain verses he could read. Oh, he knows the Bible. And everybody's all happy. Donald Trump, none that I could think of. I said, now, here's the good news. He finally has a sin he can think of. He's making progress right now spiritually like he's ever made before. He's going to have to come out and, make, uh, and acknowledge this embarrassment. I guarantee is upset with him. He's really got a problem, and he's going to have to own it. He's making progress. Now, why would God humiliate a man that's proud like this? And why would he expose him this kind of vulnerability in such a way that could destroy an election hope for the rest of us? And maybe the great nation of America is going down over this. Why? Why would God let, why would God let the devil bring this out 10 days or 20 days before an election? I said, because this is the necessary humbling before the promotion. This is the circumcision before he enters office. I'm saying, I'm, I can't believe I'm doubling down. I go, yes, I believe if this hadn't happened, and he was elected president, oh, uh, the hubris and the pride would be unbearable. He would think that it was him. But now he'll know only God could possibly get him elected after this mess. And so I, uh, I'll tell you what else I said, but I, I don't think I'd say it again. I might have gone a little too far. <laughs> Seriously. I said, no, I'll tell you. I know many of you are going to say this language, this behavior, is repulsive and incongruent and inconsistent. Lance with any, with God putting this out that name. Let to remind you of something. Samson, that great deliverer, controversial prophet that God raised up for the deliverance of Israel, had a torrid history with Philistine babes. And you're finding that out about Donald in his past. Ten years ago, he's reformed since then. He's tried to be a better man. He's done a lot of personal growing up in the last decade. Nevertheless, I could show you in the Bible where God did anoint that uh, womanizing, Philistine-loving Samson. But I can't find one instance where God ever anointed Jezebel. And at that moment, I said, well, just want to encourage you that God has His hand on this moment. And I believe that Donald Trump is a modern-day Cyrus, who was an outsider that God raised up. He wasn't a Jew. He was an outsider. I know you evangelicals have problems with telling something. God raises up outsiders for the sake of his people. He did it with Lincoln. He wasn't an evangelic. He did it with Churchill. He's done it in history. And I believe he's doing it now. And it's a test of your discernment and the generosity of your spirit to realize God may be giving a message to the church. If it won't get the job done its way, he'll do it his way. And I said, click. Well, I thought, well, that's good damage control in the 2,000 books I wrote. At least, you know, I gave a polemic for why God is humbling Trump. I go back to my uh, room. Knock on the door. Oh, yeah, I told Tom Hesch. I said, Tom, I'm leaving Israel. I'm not staying for the rest of the conference. This is a level 10 crisis. I've got to get back to the United States. He said, Lance. You're in the will of God in Jerusalem. I said, "I'm not home. I need to go home." He goes, "No, no. The word of the Lord goes forth to the ends of the earth from Jerusalem. Is that not a Bible verse?" I said, "It is." You guys, my hand. The word of the Lord will go forth from Jerusalem. All right. I'll think about leaving, but I think I'm going to leave. I go back in. I hear the knock at the door. This is, what? He goes to the door. Have you seen what happened? I Go what now? <laughs> he said, "Your video." I go, "What?" He goes. There's already a million in the last one 30 minutes. What? Oh, my gosh. It's trending number one. It's the most viral video out there. I wanted 2,000 to cover my books. And this is like, I'm telling you something. And this makes me nervous. Kim Clement did this once. He said, Lance, let me show you your future. It's Peter Sellers as Inspector Clouseau, who has his... um, little cigarette and he puts it out and suddenly the wastebasket starts on fire. And he's reading a newspaper and then the newspaper starts on fire. Then he realizes the paper, so he's trying to put it out and the desk is on fire and he turns around to try to get it to the window and then the curtains are on fire. The whole room is on fire while he's trying to put out a fire. And like the prophet, he's saying, you will just start something that you're gonna try to contain and put out, but God started it. And so now it went like seven million, YouTube took it off finally but it was enough to reach 3 million undecideds that said, you know what, it's true. I'd rather have Samson than Jezebel. And yeah, we're taking a chance, but I'll take a chance on him because I know what I'm getting with her, but I don't know what I'm getting with him. I just keep my fingers crossed. He's not gonna end up being as dorky as everybody says he is. And he got in 170,000 votes in three swing states out of 3 million to change their mind because of one YouTube video that came out of Jerusalem from somebody that didn't know what he was talking about. Open your mouth and I'll fill it. Got my Google Alerts. Just now they found out who this, they finally figured out, where did it. come from, Cyrus, Cyrus, who's this guy, Lance Wall. Now I'm starting to show up in all these news stories. This is the crazy evangelical. This is where I found out they had a whole conference. Why are, they, what are these Christians talking about? Samson, Jezebel, Cyrus. They bring a Messiah College professor. Christians are notorious during electoral seasons of using what we call vessel theology. They'd pick a biblical character and imbue him with vessel symbolism. And so Cyrus is the vessel theology that Lance is stumbling into. It's like, oh, you fake. Well, All of a sudden, my phone's buzzing, buzzing. I, I, I thought, Jim Garlow, this is the worst invention. Because every time it buzzed, it was never good. Finally, I, it stops. Phone stops vibrating, literally. Caught my attention, because we'd go off there, almost like a massager, put it in my pocket. (laughs) I thought, huh, you know why it stopped? Because Donald Trump was hosting Netanyahu at the White House after the embassy move. And uh, they were even writing articles about crazy Christians. Oh, this this is the great one, that the radical left and Media Matters, and those guys were saying, Paula White's crazy dominionists like Lance Waller are getting hold of Donald Trump, affecting public policy in the Middle East. He's actually listening to these nut jobs and their QAnon conspiracies, and he's making policy with Jerusalem based upon input from apocalyptic crazy Pentecostals. That's a great storyline if it was true, but it wasn't. But uh, after the embassy move, the phone stops buzzing because Netanyahu goes to the White House and says to Donald Trump, in front of the camera. Mr. President, the Jewish people have a long memory. We remember Cyrus of old, and we will always remember you. Netanyahu linked Cyrus to Trump, because they both, as political powers of Gentile nations, stood behind Jerusalem and Israel, reestablishing its boundaries. At that moment the phone that's why i said they're so dishonest why don't they give me credit for that why do they go after the next thing they think i'm wrong on and not say well he was right on that because they're dishonest but you know that the reason i put all that time there on this is because i want you to see you're praying in the battle of the end times for god to give you rulers not that are christian this is the mistake christians make are they a christian the most convincing Christian, born again Christian, we ever had in office was Jimmy Carter, arguably one of the most disastrous presidents. We don't learn a thing. Is he a Christian? Is he a Christian? Did he say the prayer? That's what I get. You met with Trump, did he say the prayer? So, we pray for rulers and those who are in authority that we may lead a godly and peaceable life. You ever hear that verse? It's in the Bible. We pray for rulers. So, the, if, And I guess if Paul had actually been, if you, if you could vote, he would have said, we pray and vote for rulers that we believe are godly, that we can lead a godly and peaceable life because you're going to put someone in power. So the Cyrus's, we pray for those rulers. Uh, Cyrus came into office. Then there was a bad uh, king that came into office. Then there was a good king that came into office. And during the whole time, the focus I showed you last night was the house of God. And I'm saying the house of God in this present administration is the ecclesia. And the house of God better go into all the world, meaning all the systems. The reason why the seven mountains or the 7M world is so important is if the church continues to isolate itself over here, the entire system is gonna be taken over by a horned entity that'll put its arms around the church and the economy and squeeze it into compliance with the digital currency, hate speech and what you can teach, and locking up the preachers. That's where we're heading if the church stays isolated. Hence the stupidity and the self-sabotaging of anti-Trump people. If he ends up on the top of the ticket, just say, well, God's sticking a finger in our eye and saying, hey, you may not like it, but I don't like what you're doing either, so let's just work together. That's what I believe. God's not giving you what you want. He's giving you what he wants. What happens if a natural disaster takes place? We have these weird tornadoes that hit in the Midwest and in Texas, but look at the hurricanes in Florida. People can literally have their uh, houses flooded or they're in a situation where they have no food or access to groceries. Everyone needs at least a four week emergency food kit. And fortunately, My Patriot Supply has created a four week emergency kit. And these products will last for 25 years. The interesting thing is they give you a 2,000 calorie per day uh, meal. And that's the key, delicious and 2,000 calories a day because that's what you're gonna need to sustain yourself for four weeks in a crisis. We had the, uh, a winter freeze here in Texas of all places. And we had a couple of days where we had no electricity. I'm telling you something. This makes a huge difference. Mushroom rice pilaf, fluffy rice and mushrooms, seasoned with red wine and herb. And then how about starting the day off? Maple Grove oatmeal, old fashioned oats, maple flavoring with a pinch of brown sugar. This is what you wanna do, four week emergency food kit. And that's just for you. Think about your children, guarantee. Somebody around you is gonna need help. You're gonna wanna at least have the four week emergency kit. Go to lancewallacom forward slash Patriot. Use that link, and you're going to get a special discount on their special four-week emergency kit promotion. Did you enjoy this latest episode? Please remember to share it with your friends, because the more knowledge you have, the better equipped you are to navigate the world.